Welcome to Technado. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Technado, the techiest of all NATOs that exist. And you'll notice uh, I am not Sophia. I'm not oh. Don Pazette. Oh. Neither of those people decided to come into work today. So now I get to run things. That's right. It's my show. You're hearing the voice, the disembodied voice of a one Mr. Ronnie Wong, who has joined us today. Thank you for joining us, Ronnie. How are you? I am well. Uh, yes. Uh, you think that, that just because they didn't show up, I got to fill in because the, the person you had trying to show up for them <laughs> Did didn't not show, show up. up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it was supposed to be Wes. Yeah, was so. supposed to be in that hot seat today, but he pulled the eject cord, jumped out, parachuted down to earth safely, thank goodness, and is at a doctor's office for whatever ails him. But uh, yeah, so yeah. we had to tap Ronnie on the shoulder. But uh, thank you, sir, for joining us today. Oh, welcome. I will gladly to hear to step in. And not to be outdone is a man who needs no introduction. Another C-list member. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Our one, Mr. Anthony Sequera. Anthony, we're glad to have you, sir. How are I you today? Thrilled to be here. Third or fourth Technado. I've lost count. Oh. I'm also in Don's seat. No pressure. Uh, should have had him data dump his knowledge to me before he left. Oh, man, that would have been a big download. It would have been one heck of a terabyte's worth of transfer. But listen, do not count yourself short, gentlemen. You're a bunch of stone-cold, door-kicking pipe hitters, <laughs> and I'm glad to have you, and I'm proud to share the Technado booth with you both, as well as you out there watching today. All right, that's okay. it. Yeah. yeah, let's get to the news, shall we? Today's first uh, article... Comes from, let's see here, I'm not good at this, Ars Technica. Microsoft is scanning the inside of password-protected zip files for malware. This is an interesting article. I cannot wait to get both of you your takes on this. But ultimately, what's going on here is that Microsoft, in their infinite wisdom, breaking it down for you good folks out there, they thought, you know what bad actors do? They like to take that malware that they've painstakingly worked on, and they like to bypass security mechanisms by stuffing it inside of a password-protected zip file. And Microsoft said, oh, hell no. We won't be having this. We'll just open these password-protected zip files. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> and we'll scan for whether or not there's any, any kind of bad things going on there for the greater good, right, as they do. So you might be asking yourself, how do they do this? How do they open these passwords? So they brute force the password <laughs> to see if there's any, you know, there you go. So you might be going, well, obviously, Daniel, they're, they're doing that. Too. They're trying to do a good thing out there. They're stopping malware from propagating X, Y, and Z. And if they've got to, you know, subvert your security to do that, then what's a, what's a little security subversion between friends? Boys, what say ye? Uh, it's just a violation of privacy. I mean, what, what the <laughs> let's, let's face it. Ding, right? ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if they can open up, you know, they're like, oh, don't worry about it. We're just searching for, for malware. All your other stuff, like personal information that you might have in there, we're not going to look at that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Are we really not going to look at that? I, That's the thing. What about all those files that were legit that they just hacked? 
That's Oops. a that's a very good uh, a good yeah. point there. So what was funny to me about this? So this was discovered by a, a security researcher yeah. who does malware analysis, yeah. right? And he will take something you can identify. with. I totally identify <laughs> You've with. You had this. to jump through I've all these hoops yourself. Done right? this from time to time. Yep. So what's interesting is like you'll take those malware samples and you'll want to hand them off to your friends that also do malware analysis that are probably better at X, Y, or Z. You know, so hey, yeah. look at this malware sample. Up, I'm going to yeah. send this over to you. Obviously, it's going to get busted if I try to send it through a regular email because it's going to flag it as malicious. Mm -hmm. So, okay, that's cool. Let me just stick it in a zip file and send it to you. And you notice that those were no longer making it. They were getting <laughs> quarantined, oh, yeah. right? And not only that, but his OneDrive. Yeah. Was, so he was he was keeping all his malware in one specific folder, which was synced with OneDrive, and that, all that gone. Every one of his samples had been deleted by Microsoft going, hey, these are bad. And he's like, well, well no crap, they're bad. I I, flag, I made yeah. an excluded yeah. area, and now you're still doing this. I'm trying to exclude these things from you doing that because I'm, I'm running you know, testing and, and whatnot on that. So now it's like back to the drawing board on, on how we share this. Not that that's like too difficult to do. There right. are mechanisms to do that. But, you know, I, I don't think that honestly, as I read the comments, people were like, Shouldn't be sending malicious things. We should have mechanisms that stop malicious stuff. I'm like, I, I totally get, but that, that's not the purpose of this article. Yeah. The main point of the article is, is should Microsoft be just taking it upon themselves to say, I am going to break your security to make sure you are secure? Yeah, and I, I agree. I, I think that that's probably where the, the sticking point has to be. But yeah. it's the same thing that we all do, though, right? Do we actually read every letter of the end user licensing agreement? We and, do not. And then finally, they're like, "Well, you actually did agree to it." And Dan's like, "The hell I did." Uh, and then they zoom in on that paragraph that you can't see. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No, I, I did. I did actually click on that thing. <laughs> well, obviously, the, and, and those right. those licenses change. Those right. those agreements right. change, and you get an email. Right. Hey, we've updated our end user license agreement. Yeah. Yeah. You've by just not. Canceling your subscription yeah, means that you agree yeah, to it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is unprecedented, too. I mean, we've all been doing this for a long time, right? Yeah. Have you ever, uh, do you ever recall any big vendor like this brute force attacking it's, your password? It's so crazy to me because here's the thing how much easier would it have been for them just to go, hey, we know you have a password protected file that's as an attachment in an email. Um, we would like to check that. Is that okay with you? Yes yeah. or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it would have been that simple. Yeah. 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 Which is a question you get on their standard antivirus. Right. Yeah. Do you want me to check zips? But right. they don't, of course. You would think that it'd be easy enough for them to just say, we're going to quarantine this and allow you to kind of right. say whether or not to allow that through. But I guess they were also faced, if I remember correctly, they were also facing the fact that people were able to pass malware using that same technique. Yes, on it, their it is absolutely. Right. So this is a, a tale as old as time, right? That we set up security mechanisms, right, and malicious actors find a way around it, mm -hmm. yeah. right. And so their their justification for doing this is the fact that, well, we're not doing, we're not trying to do you any harm. We're trying to actually be helpful. The, I, you know, I don't know about y'all. I have read a history book or two, yeah. <laughs> right. And the good news is everybody can sleep tight. The government and large entities that have for power and control. They never abuse any You'll kind of information. Right. Like, I, I know that when they just start coming inside of my house in the middle of the night and go, I go, what are you doing here? They go, well, we're checking for, you know, uh, people that are hiding from the law. Well, 
I don't have any people hiding for love. I know, but people hide in houses. <laughs> and this is a house. So we're going to check it. Yeah. It's for thing, your good. It's for safety. The funny thing about it, Daniel, too, I just remembered thinking when I read the article, um, the reason they did it was because they could. The, yeah. the encryption yes. was so weak, right? Because yeah. the article yeah. ends with, by the way, if you want to go AES right. on your zips, and then it told you how to do that, which they wouldn't be able well, to do. Yeah, which is not difficult. And, right. and uh, again... So uh, to me, this is like, yeah, you'll you'll stop it for like a second, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So this is effective for like two seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and then the, uh, the threat actor out. goes, "Oh yeah, well I'll just AES encrypt a seven zip file." Yep. Bada bing, we're back in action. Or honestly, from what I read, the system that they're using to brute force is because a lot of people will say, "I have password protected this zip file that I'm sending you." The password is, you know, infected or yeah. who got you or password one or whatever. And, you know, it's just a simple mm-hmm. grep, right. find and use every single word and phrase inside of your email to try to use as a, as a password. So that, that was one thing they were doing. So it's, it's simple things like that, that. They just won't add to the email. Or if I am a malware an, uh, analyst and I'm sending these kind of things, I want to get it across. I will stop putting that in a way that is easily discerned. Yeah. By thing, honestly, just we'll stop using email. Yeah, right. I'll I'll set up like a an FTP site or whatever, and I'll yep. let you transfer these things. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of interesting when you, when you read the article, the the guy that I think lost all his work kind yeah. of emailed Microsoft and said, "Hey guys, what what the hell are you doing?" and never got an answer back. <clears throat> and you would think that the idea of just sending like a reply, oh here's what we're doing, but they never did. They just didn't reply back. Which lets you know that oh we, we didn't want people to to know that this was yeah, happening. Yeah. It's a little hush hush. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, they, they admitted that they got the email, but they also they just said oh yeah okay we, we got the email. Yeah. And <laughs> there's there's supposed to be a second part. What do what do you say to that there, buddy? <laughs> yeah. No. No, we got the email. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a good email. I liked it. <laughs> Formatted well. Yeah. I mean, didn't have any malware in it either. <laughs> Trust me, we checked it. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, but but that kind of activity, right? That's what makes people even more suspicious. And then when they want to talk about people wanting to move off the platform and, you know, people not trust, like in a work environment, why don't you want to put your stuff up in OneDrive? You know, (laughs) yeah. why don't I? Yeah. Great question. Uh, Here's the thing, because now I, well, I mean, it's the whole reason I don't have a line of business apps on my phone. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Because at that point that I say, yes, I'm going to engage with my work via my phone as some sort of BYOD kind of thing going on, mm-hmm. I have now given you, I've delegated some sort of control and role yeah. over my technology, my information, my control. I, I have to now follow the rules you want to follow. Maybe right. my rules are tighter than your rules, mm-hmm. which they they probably are. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> they're, they're, that's, that's the whole thing is... We do work stuff on work platforms, do personal stuff on a personal platform. But, Daniel, that makes it more difficult. Yeah. For everyone. Yeah. Get what I'm saying? Get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm with you. Completely agree. If you want me to work on a phone, provide me the phone. Correct. You said work with. That's it. And if you want to take the camera off that phone or make it so that it uh, times out after 30 seconds of inactivity, it's their phone. Yeah. Yep. You'll never hear me complain one time about you doing things to your stuff. Yep. Because it ain't mine. And I don't care. That is absolutely true. Closing thoughts on this one, gentlemen? 
I don't think they'll do it again. Microsoft will stop hacking passwords. You watch. Yeah, or they'll probably implement some form of. I, and I think they I did. Love, I love your idea. I think that yeah. they have said, "Hey, yeah, like there's a prompt now that yeah. says yeah. we are doing this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's like a um, an optional thing or not. Yeah. Yet. But yeah, just let me opt yeah. in the security. Hey, it's a great way to inform the end user. Like, this is it. The reason we're doing this is because it's a security avenue. Yeah. Like, we, we, we yep. have to be on the lookout for these things. So be wary that these attachments that come in zip formats is a common attack vector. So mm-hmm. be careful. Yep. Right. I agree. All right there, kids. Let's move on to our next article, which comes from <laughs> Tom's Hardware. I just love the name of that site, Tom's Hardware. Yeah, it sounds like a place you know that, that I used to go buy screws and nuts and stuff. Exactly. When I was a kid, yeah, hardware store. Uh, yeah, hardware stores that we used to have, not not Lowe's and yeah. big you know whatever yeah. big box stores. But Tom's Hardware. But Tom's actual <laughs> hardware. Moving on, Crucial's PCIe 5.0 SSD throttles to HDD speeds without cooler, <laughs> but avoids thermal shutdowns. <laughs> That sounds great. This has Don Pazette written all over this article. Yeah, he loves hardware. He does love hardware. I'm not a big like hardware aficionado or whatever. How about how about you boys? So so Ronnie's. if you if you're looking for performance, right, and you yeah. think that you just bought the top of the line thing, True. and all of a sudden now you've bought the top of the line thing, it's it's now actually saying, hey, I'm going to run at speeds that are slower than your conventional hard drive, yeah. so I avoid thermal shutdown. It's a wee bit of an issue. I mean, it. I, I think it can't, you know, so so in that sense, I, I guess I could see why people would be very like, hey, did y'all really think about this? Maybe maybe shutting it down is the right thing to do, is to, to go ahead and go, look, this requires or it should actually have the uh, cooler uh, without it. So but they're, th- yeah, they're just trying to, to make it continue to work. But at those speeds, right. nobody wants to work at that speed. No, <laughs> Nobody. No. There were two things that got me in this article yeah. that I wanted to ask you guys about. The first one was I was stunned, but it does make sense. If you're real small and you're making these kind of devices, mm-hmm. you won't create your own firmware for the device. That was kind of shocking. So the right. smaller outfits will oh, yeah. outsource the Right, because firmware the firmware is already built. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a so commodity. Was, yeah, that would be kind of sticky, right? Mm-hmm. Because then you're constantly wondering, wow, is the firmware part of the problem? But then the other thing that struck me is that these things are getting so powerful, right? These mm-hmm. SSDs that they need this kind of heat sink to begin with. Yeah, well, it was funny because in the article they talked about how some of the people that were doing the testing did it like knowing that was it crucible or Corsair or crucial yeah, or Corsair one, one of the, the two, they do not recommend you not having a cooler on it. Yeah. Right. They right, say right. this is not meant to be run without a cooler. Now the cool thing that came out of that was, is that they realized there were some issues with the firmware yep. and then they were able to quickly spin up a patch and get that out to them because unlike the smaller mom and pop shops out there, they are creating their own custom firmware. Was that the way it was or were they? No, these two crucial and Corsair are using Fison, right? The like same that. company to create their yeah. firmware. Yep, exactly. But they're different firmwares because one didn't have this problem. Yep, and the other yep. did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Crazy. this this is interesting as far as like, yeah, like it was it was cool the way they found this issue was by basically beating the brakes off of it and going, <laughs> well, I wonder what happens. Yeah, <laughs> what, what, what goes on with this thing? Oh, it gets slow as hell. When we do this, which makes, like you said, Ronnie, it kind of makes sense that this would occur. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that it would 
continue to operate just at a very frustrating rate. So reading the temperatures, 86 degrees Celsius is somewhere close to 200 degrees. Yeah, that's hot. And so, yeah, if you So you might need to worry about actual fires at that point. That's what I'm I'm thinking is that they're they're saying that that's when they started noticing that the issue like went from like super high speed to to whatever it was, like 100 megabits or something like that. It was just insane. I can't even find the, the temperature here, but... At 86 degrees Celsius. So everything comes at a yeah. cost, right? Right. So there's no moving parts. You don't have to worry about that. But as the thing gets faster, right, yeah. with their magic, it's still going to get hot. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm laughing at the fact that Ronnie is making sure that he emphasizes the idea of Celsius. And yeah. I remember I heard a comedian. He was yeah. talking about the first time he worked as a comedian in a different country yeah. where they use Celsius. And he's like, I've gotten to the hotel and it was freezing outside. So I cranked the temperature up to 80 Jesus. degrees. <laughs> he goes, I came back. The water in the toilets were boiling. <laughs> like, that is funny. That is some Important funny stuff. detail right to know. Yes, because it was in Celsius. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what well, metric <laughs> are you dealing with? And we, we never know how people are like, you know, they're watching us laugh right, about this be, now. But yeah. if they're listening... You know, on the podcast, and like, well, he's just said eighty six degrees. What the what's the big deal? It's hotter than that outside right now in Florida. Yeah, eighty six yeah. degrees, and then not so, Celsius. Not Celsius. <laughs> oh, when did we enter hell? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think that this is like sustainable for human life at eighty six <laughs> degrees Celsius outside. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever decided, or I shouldn't say decided, but how are they ended up finding this? Right. It, I don't know why that was so important. They're like, hey, this thing will slow down to the speeds that's slower than a regular conventional hard drive. Yeah. Uh, but they apparently still said, let's see how far we can push it. Let's go ahead and see if it will continue on. I will say one of the things that I really took away from this article was how dry and dull it was. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's it was just extremely technical. <laughs> and there was no funny, nothing made me laugh about it. Uh, and it really lost my interest yeah. pretty quickly out Except of the gate. The hole burning through somebody. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, had, they, had they come out of the gate with fire starts at local <laughs> research facility when they take the cooler off of their in, uh, SSD. <laughs> Don, if you're watching, well, we you really go. needed you for this one. Yeah, we needed you for this one, Don. <laughs> anyway, uh, closing thoughts on this one, fellas. It sounds like an expensive lesson to end up learning, but you know, I think there's probably something on the box that says. <laughs> fire hazard yeah, fire hazard without a cooler <laughs> it comes with a small extinguisher <laughs> oh man see this is what you should have done tom's hardware with this article yeah we did it for you you're yeah. welcome but to somebody that's really trying to avoid shutdowns it sounds like this it's is probably pretty useful <laughs> information shutdowns or yeah. uh conventional hard disk yeah. speeds it yeah. will run close yeah. to 200 degrees and still not shut down yeah why is my server slow as hell by the way when it <laughs> ran, you buy them coolers for yeah. it hell no those things were expensive <laughs> When it ran at the HDD speed, I wonder if it made the sound, right. the thrashing sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was oh, still doing it now. I remember again. my first help desk job, right? I had We were upgrading PCs to uh, the Y2K compliance. So we're new RAM, you know, upgraded RAM and, and uh, flashing the BIOS and all that stuff. And my friend Blake, he picked up a computer and he sat on the thing and it fell off and hit the ground. I went, what was that? Because I didn't see it. I went, what was that? And he goes... Bad sectors? <laughs> go, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. <laughs> oh, it, it was slower than I thought. Oh, the SSC it? throttled hard, as evidenced by the low write speeds that stuck around 100 megabytes per second. Oh. Oh, man. Wow. 
Listen, people in 1994 were like, yeah. that is smoking fast. It is. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. No, it's not anymore. Anyway, yeah. okay. There you go. Enough with this. Be gone with you. Moving on to our next article, which comes from, uh, let's see here. Where am I? I am, uh, oh, yes. This is an actual news segment that we have one of those little things for. So this is our behind bars. Break the law and you'll go to jail. Quite the the segment uh, intro there. Well, here's the thing. Normally, if you do break the law, they will put you in jail. I was actually listening to Dark Dent Diaries this morning, Mm -hmm. and there was a statistic that was thrown out there. I have neither confirmed nor deny this to be true, (laughs) but that like the the U.S. government on cybercrime has like a 99% conviction rate. (laughs) Like if they arrest you, you are going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. That means they they really did get everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a a real good chance you're going to find yourself in a a federal clubhouse. Yeah. A federal hotel, yeah. yeah. It's like they're having the trial just to see, like, is he going to push the edge yeah, and yeah. see see how much he can actually throw out there, and we're going to stomp on him yeah, at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that said, uh, we actually have an article here to talk to you guys yeah. about, and this uh, was something that we actually talked about a while back. I think Don even mentioned it previously, like a week or two ago, mm-hmm. and it was this ex ubiquity cybersecurity person or systems administrator that's did some did some wrong things, yeah. right? And it was Sharp. Yes, his name was Sharp. Was Nicholas Sharp? Was Nicholas it? Sharp. Yeah, Nicholas Sharp. So Nicholas Sharp, uh, according to I think it was an Ars Technica article mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, he stole some stuff like data <laughs> from Ubiquity, which he worked for, and then went crazy. Apparently, <laughs> apparently he decided I'm going to get up this morning. I'm going to do a lot of really messed up stuff and make my mind go wild and then enter into a new reality where I can just commit crime and it's okay to me. And that's what he did. Yeah. So the reason this is called behind bars is because, well, he got caught. The trial is now over. Right. Welcome to six years in club (laughs) bed. Plus a $1.5 million fine, which I don't know how the heck he's going to pay that. He was trying to extort $2 million yeah. From ubiquity, right? So, I mean, I don't think he was just trying to make a hundred or five hundred thousand dollars. No, I, I feel like he didn't have millions in the bank, so I don't know how he's going to pay this off. But this is what ended up happening. He uh, is an insider threat, obviously. Mm-hmm. They they bust him doing this. What's fun about this article and where it didn't lose me, unlike our previous article, all its technical specifications, <laughs> was this guy went like duke in the bed and roll around in it crazy. Yeah. Whereas he started making up stories on how this was a uh, his own kind of cyber op. Right. Where he was proving to the CEO of the company that we had all these problems with cybersecurity. And he was just trying to make it really tangible to them yeah. why we needed to work on this. What say you boys? Yeah. No, uh, I, I think that that's where it kind of becomes really interesting, right? Is that his defense essentially is that from this conversation with the upper person at Ubiquity, that that made him like super hyper focused, but also insane at the same time, that he had yeah. to prove that he was right. And like that was, so you're going for an insanity defense at the same time. 
You're Honestly, asking. I think he could pull off like clinical narcissism, maybe even sociopathy. I, I, I think that might be possible, but then it's all the other stuff like the doxing and the <laughs> yeah, I, it just yeah. falls in his favor. Honestly, the the crazier crap that he does, the more crazy he actually looks. Yeah. Until the judge said, "No, I think you're actually just a very good and and very detailed liar." I don't, yes. I don't know the exact yes. words, but yeah, it, it didn't fool the judge. No, Let's it didn't. Put it that way. The, the judge was not impressed with his claim of of that the thing that, that one me, conversation that set him off. The thing that caught me too was the effect this had on the stock price <laughs> of Ubiquity. Holy oh, so yeah, so yes. no, no wonder why he got six yeah. years. This was billions yeah. in company value yeah. that oh, he man. directly messed up. He, he apparently had been watching Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, this looks fun. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'll yeah. tell you what, though, as, as far as that goes, I love how uh, one of my favorite quotes from the judge, by the way, mm-hmm. judges can be pretty entertaining. Yeah. Uh, he says, it was not up to Mr. Sharp to play God in this circumstance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so they legitimately did have some like cybersecurity issues that this guy had pointed out and yeah. it wasn't getting apparently like taken oh, yeah, care yeah, of. Yeah. That yeah. part of the story was fascinating. It, right. Yeah. That, the, that to, was true. Yeah. 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 He tried to come across like a whistleblower and see, I was just heightening awareness. Yeah. But that was like after the fact. Yeah. Right. 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 That right. was after That's he had already like yeah. done some, some yeah. jacked up stuff. He just wanted 50 Bitcoin. That's all this yeah. cat wanted. I mean, what's, what's 50 Bitcoin between friends? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? yeah. He was probably stunned when yeah. he didn't get the payout. Oh you yeah. You know what I mean? Guarantee like, it. Yeah, he must have been like, oh, my well, God, I mean, they're not going to pay me. In his defense, that's what most companies oh, – I say most. Yeah. I, I have no statistical data on this. Right. I have heard a but lot. it does happen a anecdotically, lot. Anecdotically. does happen a lot. That companies just refer to their cybersecurity insurance, yep. and the insurance company just yep. basically, like, negotiates a payout. Yeah. yeah. And then they call it a day. That attack. The Colonial Pipeline. Colonial yeah. Pipeline. Those people got paid. Uh, they did. Indeed. Yeah. What was funny was how – was it Revil that did that one? I think it was Revil, and they were like – Hey man, we didn't realize it was going to go this far. <laughs> Our bad. <laughs> we will, Here's your Bitcoin. We totally wow. like messed up the scope of this, <laughs> and we will back this up a bit for you. Lower the pen. You know they were doing all sorts of like helpful things after they realized it was like hosing the U.S. economy. Yeah, yeah. right. So that was kind of funny. This guy, on the other hand, he just started lying more. Yeah, right. So I think it. Big takeaway from this story. Mm-hmm. is the fact that insider threats are probably your biggest problem, right? Whether intentionally or unintentionally, yep. they have keys to the kingdom. Yep. There is that implicit trust between the employer and the employee, especially when it comes to IT systems and administration, help desks. Like we delegate as an organization to those individuals, those employees, a certain level of Trust and control. Right. And then the article, like the one article, the whodunit article uh, that comes from Sophos, the naked security.sophos.com article, they kind of touch on that. Yeah. The fact that, like, what do we do? And I think they even have like a whole list of yeah, like, mitigations for what do we do when it comes to, yeah, yeah here it is. It's called yeah. what to do divide and conquer, keep immutable logs, always measure, never assume. Yep. Right. So divide and conquer. They're saying if anybody has full administrative control over your system, that is probably not a great idea. So missile key that sucker yep. where you got to have two people with missile keys yeah. yep. so that they can't just unilaterally make these decisions and make these things go through. They have to then have a conspiracy. They have to conspire with somebody 
to, to make it occur. And it's less likely that that will be the case. So really good mitigations in that article. I liked it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of neat that it seems like that the way that this one talks about is another mitigation, the immutable logs, right? Yeah. The ability to track whatever happened was yep. probably key to them being able to get back I bet you that's how they caught through. him, huh, Ronnie? Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. It was. It was exactly right. He, they so, saw his logged activity. Well, I don't know if they caught him through logs, but they had some evidence yeah. that he had tampered yeah, with yeah, logs. Yeah. Oh, that's right. right. He did log tampering. Right. To try he did log. Yeah. So he was covering his tracks up. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's why it's nice to have some system. So if you work at Microsoft and you guys are a couple mm -hmm. of Microsoft boys, there are these subscriptions oh, for yeah. event logs that oh, you yeah. can create yep. that kind of set that off to a different place. And of mm -hmm. course, there's always good old fashioned syslogs or right. rsync and all the other stuff that you can do. You have seams aggregate that information. Mm -hmm. You got more than one set of eyes looking at that at any given time. It's much more difficult. Now, if you've got this perfect storm of not only is there no separation of duties, but I also have full control over the logs. Yeah, now you're right. It, it, it's it's a double whammy at yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah. The because uh, I remember talking about this way back in I don't even I'm going to say ten years, maybe fifteen years ago, when people are like, "How do you keep track of all this? How do you know when somebody's been into the system and manipulate those logs?" Uh, especially on the insider threat. Well, it's it's fairly simple if you know that they're there during the day you know, the time period that they're supposed to be there. But all of a sudden you realize like for weeks on weeks, you see that their patterns actually showing up and it's getting logged and their responsibility of who's, you know, who's actually supposed to be there. And then two days in a row, the time that they're there, they're not there at all. It, you know, every trace of them has pretty much disappeared. Like that shows you kind of this gap, like, Hey, they were there, 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 there. And all of a sudden it's like, Hey, two days in a row, they're, they're logged in, you know, but they're not showing any activity at all. Then you kind of know that they've they've had that window, that opportunity to get there. So, do you guys ever watch this show Dexter? Yeah, yeah. Right. So the guy was a blood lab analyst. Yeah. Investigating his own crimes, where yeah. he was also yeah, yeah. a serial yeah. killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made it easy to hide. Laura. Right. It yeah. it really did. Like like bad I mean, rotation of duties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if the guy that's investigating the <laughs> slashes that he made on his victim, yeah. you know, it's like. He's going to go, oh, no, this was done with an axe and not the knife I used. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, you have some real insight to these crimes there, Dexter. <laughs> yeah. Another so, unique. So, so in this, let me ask this question. Sure. Six, six years, is that, is that harsh enough then? Mm, that's a good question. I know, yeah. What do you think? That's, that's a good question. Not that big a sentence considering what he did to Ubiquity's stock price and all those people he affected, but. Yeah, I mean, four. Oh, was it four billion? Right? Was yeah, it? That, that's how. It's that's a lot. A, that's yeah, a big whatever hit. it is, it's a big number. But six years. It, it don't get me wrong. It sounds. It sounds like a lot. It's you know. Yeah, I mean, overall. ultimately, it's a white collar crime. Yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, there was yeah. nobody that was like injured that I read about or anything like that. There yeah. was no like loss of human life or limb. Mm -hmm. um, usually, we we do say those types of sentences for that level of criminality. Whereas yeah. this guy, it it the, a they didn't pay. Ultimately, what hit them was their stock price going down. Yeah. Right? That was the biggest hit that they took as a company. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's worth. I, I, yeah. I leave it in the hands of a judge to be able to discern that. So if the judge says six years is, is enough, I guess that's good enough for me. Yeah. And in, in, in this article on the Who Done It, the attacker broke in via an unknown security hole. Hopefully they patch that. By yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Yeah. It'd be awesome. <laughs> I do love how he acted like he asked for no jail time. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He's like, hey, judge, come on, man. Yeah, this fine. Is, come on. Just give me a fine. No one got hurt here. <laughs> what are you all huffed up about? When it comes, you know, 
Also, it's interesting. He was still employed when he was doing all this. A lot of times it'll be a time bomb type of a thing. Yep. You know what I mean? They're already yeah. gone. Yeah. And then they hit their back door or whatever. But this guy, he was still happily coming to work. Yeah. Yeah, this, Doing his thing. this case actually reminds me of an older case, his own thing. which was the UBS Payne Weber attack back in 2001. I don't remember that one. That one, the, the guy essentially, he he set off the time bomb, and he, if he was smart a criminal, he would have actually gotten away with this. But he set it off on, like, the day that he quit, like, within, like, a half an hour, walked out with all his stuff and shorted the stock. Oh, no. Nice. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, literally shorted the stock. Yeah. Well, there you so go. It's, yeah. But it's an amazing story. That's a quinky dink, Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, look up UBS Payne Weber, and the guy's name is Roger DeFronio. Uh, it, it's amazing. When you read it, you're like, I can't believe it. Your jaw's this. just on yeah, the floor. I mean, you're, you're just time. like, are you joking? Uh, but he, his time bomb erased every server in the UBS Payne Weber system. Wow. wow. Every server, yeah. The, the lady logged on when she got a phone call that, who was in technical support in New York. And it said, uh, uh, what's like file system unknown. I mean, whatever it said, it was it was like, and nice. then got phone calls from like every branch office in the United States, and they were all saying the same thing. So not an insider <laughs> threat, but a, an yeah. old hack from I want to say it was by a hacker who went by the handle Captain Zap. Yep. Right. He hacked into <laughs> the the Ma Bell system back when yeah. it was still one big Ma Bell, yeah. right? And. Did one thing. He made one change. He changed AM to PM. <laughs> that to do That's it. all he did. Yeah. And it cost them millions. Yeah. You know why? Because AM rates were much more expensive yeah, than yeah. PM it rates. Wow. Right? Or vice versa, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. So they lost so much money on long yeah. distance calls and and prime clock. This is back in the day. You can, we don't worry about mm-hmm. you know distance rates at this point. But back then that was like a big deal. And for him to make that one small change, and it just goes to show you like your system could be on just the the razorest of edges, yeah. and you never know what that that edge is until you find it, and yeah. you get brought to your knees, going, "Oh no!" You know, this guy did one thing and cost us four billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ah, stinking crazy. I, I think that's what you have to chalk some of that up to is is crazy, but the the doxing that he did, right, and everything that goes, you know, is like. Dude, you you really had malicious intent. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's what it came down. Yeah, to. It, it's it's cool for you to try to like backpedal and and yeah. spin Sorry, a new I, a I new yarn <laughs> about what your motives and intentions were. Plus, plus if I'm not mistaken, he had admitted that yeah. he had done it. Yeah. Previously, and then all of a sudden, his story changed. Yeah. To oh well, no no did I, did I say that I meant to do that no, no what I meant to say see judge you're gonna laugh. What I had meant to have said was that this was a cyber op and not just me trying to get some of that Bitcoin. You and I have a friend that says, you know, it always sounds funny until you say it before a jury. Yeah, yeah. Sounds funny now. Doesn't sound funny in front of a jury. And that is absolutely true. No doubt. All right. Closing thoughts on this one, guys? Uh I, I don't know if the sentence was harsh enough. That's what I Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ronnie's I, banking for more. 10 years? 15 years? I would, I would say it has to be a significant portion of his life. In in five years, right? People are going to forget about this. That's true. And unless it's actually stated like, hey, you have to tell what crime you did, he's probably going to end up in another white-collar job. He might not be doing this, right? 
but it might be at a smaller firm and he builds himself up. Yeah, if he does a smaller firm, and even smaller firms nowadays tend to do background checks, yeah. and so that will show up. Yeah. It's like, oh, you've... Yeah. And it, I would be surprised if his sentence extends past his prison time before yeah. he can touch computers. Yeah, they did say right. that they took away all his... Yeah, he wasn't going to get that gone. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he doesn't get to take his systems into yeah. federal prison? Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then six years from now, here's your system. Yeah, yeah. here's your iPhone 14. <laughs> what are we on now? Run iPhoneum, <laughs> yeah, you know. And just so you know, we hacked into all your zip files. Yeah, <laughs> we put Microsoft on that. Man, they are quick. They made quick work of that business. <laughs> no, my takeaway is I love what you said, Daniel. Like we can take a story like this and we can look at our own organization and we can, you know, figure some stuff out. Least privilege, yep. everything Daniel teaches and and Ronnie and I yeah. teach in these courses. It's legitimate stuff. Like there's important reasons to have right. forced vacation time, mm-hmm. rotating of duties, et cetera. And this article really pointed that out. Yeah. This is a, this is a, like, um, what do they call that? Like, um, example, like a, a use case. Yeah. Right. That of, of this is all of those tactics go. that we kind of tend to think of as kind of dry and dull because it's, it's procedural. It's, it's process. And those aren't the most exciting yeah. of, of cybersecurity topics, but, but they really are useful. Yeah. <laughs> the other yeah. thing, too, Ronnie, you manage a ton of people here. Like, you need to find people that are disgruntled and get it figured out, yeah. right? I right. Mean, this Do guy, not ignore that. No. Right. If no, the guy is disgruntled that. and he has the keys to the kingdom, yeah. either figure out what he's upset about or get rid of him. Right. Yeah. Um, a lot of companies I, I've seen this with, it, it seems cruel, but you read an article like this and you can see why. You know, the the IT guy sits down. He says, I'm going to give my two months. And they go, no, today will be your last day. Yeah, today's a good day to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, Well, you know, there's dangers all kind out there, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to the cyber world. And obviously, we've seen a few of those today. And just some interesting technology uh, discoveries that do occur from time to time. So be on the lookout for those. And uh, there you go. Well, that's going to do it for Technado. But guess what? We have some marketing spiel to go through, so let's do that. This Technado was brought to you by ACI Learning. Guess what? These three gentlemen here on this panel, we work for ACI Learning. We make content. We make things to teach you how to avoid things like what we've seen today. We teach technology. We teach cybersecurity, uh, routing, switching, networking, systems, Microsoft, Cisco, you name it, we, we do it all here at the IT Pro from ACI Learning. So definitely check that out. You can go to acilearning.com and uh, get signed up. We have a free sign-up. You can yep. check out some of our free content. If you want to know more about the old Technado, you can go to techne.do. Technado. And follow us there, right? We have uh, we're be on YouTube as well. And you also want to check out our webinar series, which is something that we do from time to time. I'm actually going to be on a webinar Today. Yeah. Right? You are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. It's fun. It's all things cybersecurity webinar that is happening today. So definitely join us for that. It's free. Get signed up. Go to, uh, is it still itpro.tv forward slash webinars, if I'm not mistaken. It'll work. And you can go there, sign up for the latest and greatest webinar, which is going to be me and Naomi Buckwalter. Awesome. And we will be answering any question that you might have about cybersecurity. So bring your questions. You always wanted to know something about something when it comes to cybersecurity. Well, you got two experts waiting to answer it for you. So submit that into the chat. You can follow us on like LinkedIn. You can see us on YouTube Live. There's plenty of ways to interact with us. Submit your questions, and we can 
we can have some time together. It'll be a lot of fun. We have a great time doing that. So I look forward to anybody that would come from here to there and uh, enjoy awesome. those questions. Be a uh, good time had by all. That said, boys, I think that does it for today. We do thank you for joining us, filling in for the gold brickers <laughs> decided not to join us today and uh, make me have to do all the things. Right. Which I'm not 100% checked out on, but it sure was fun. Until next time, everyone, have a great day.